Good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Penny C., and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater from the Boston area. Today is Wednesday, November uh, 16th, 2022, and this is the 7 a.m. Eastern Time Meeting. Today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism, and we are reading from the third paragraph that starts on page 42 that begins with, quite as important was the discovery, and ending with, I would not go back to it even if I could, that one paragraph only. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, November 15th, are these. The 7 a.m. meeting, 19,641-19641. And the 10 a.m. meeting yesterday, 19,642. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who do shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. And I'm going to take a break right now and say uh, we have the readers today, the 12 steps, uh, Nancy P., the 12 traditions, Jen P., the readers of the text are Heidi B., Janice PM, and Nancy, yeah, and Janice PM. Um, the newcomer greeter today is Reva P., and Janice PM will host the second hour. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. And I'm going to ask Nancy P. to please read the 12 steps for us. Hi, good morning, Penny. Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts, the 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over alcohol, over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message 
to alcoholics, to compulsive overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you so much, Nancy P. And Jen P., would you read the 12 traditions? Hi, thanks for your service, Penny. This is Jen P., a recovering compulsive reader from New Jersey. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other, OA, other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And twelve, Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for letting me do this service. Thanks so much, Jen P. And now how our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you would press star 1 to unmute. And once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass. Then press star 1 to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speakers should be muted. Today we resume our study of the big book uh, in the chapter more about alcoholism. We are on page 42, the third paragraph, which begins with quite as important was the discovery and ending with I would not go back to it even if I could. And I'm going to ask Heidi B. to start us off with that reading. Thank you, Heidi. Good morning, Penny. Uh, This is Heidi B. from New York, uh, recovered for today. 
quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles will solve all my problems. I have since been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying and I hope more useful than the life I lived before. My old manner of life was by no means a bad one, but I would not exchange its best moments for the worst I have now. I would not go back to it even if I could. Oh, so when I, uh, my first um, reading of this, I, my first uh, reaction is like, yes, life is so different. And, um, you know, everything is like really changed so much since I've come back uh, to the rooms and found recovery. And, um, you know, for one thing, I'm not suicidal anymore. My relationships have improved. Um, my bank account isn't overdrawn every month, even though I have a perfectly sufficient job. Um, but then when I take a step back and sort of look at the words again, um, I'm reminded that the circumstances of my life are not different. Um, and what's different is my reaction to life, my relationship with a higher power, um, and living as it says here, um, spiritual principles, right? Like, and, and this discovery that it solves all my problems. I came here to stop eating compulsively. Um, to lose weight at over 300 pounds, um, not over three, almost 300 pounds. And um, instead, what I've been given is a, a way of living and a way of life. Um, and he says, right, my old manner of, living, of life was by no means a bad one. Um, I did, I came at a lower place than Fred did. Um, but even when things felt good and I felt real love and real connection with the people in my life. There was always a certain undercurrent of dissatisfaction and emptiness. And, um, you know, I, I would, I would never want to go back to that. Uh, even on my worst days today, I know I have an undercurrent that everything's going to be okay and that I'm okay and that I'm not alone and that uh, my higher power always has my back. Um, and with that, I'm going to pass. Thank you for letting me be of service. Thank you very much, Heidi B. And now uh, I will ask for names in just a moment of people who would like to share. But just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you limit your sharing to every third day. That means if you shared on Monday or Tuesday on any of the vision meetings, that you step back and allow other voices to be heard. And when you give your name, please, just your name, it helps me to hear others, if you save your location for when you share. So who else would like to share this morning? Reva P. Priscilla H. Nancy P. Reva, Priscilla, and Nancy. Okay. Who else? Linda D. Linda D. Linda D. Sheer F. Who was that S? Sheer, like sheer energy. F, as in Frank. Sheer energy. It's SP. And uh, who SP? Judith SP. Of course. Okay, that's a nice lineup. So we have Reva, 
Priscilla, Nancy, Linda, Jia, and Judith SP. And please um, tell me the initial of your last name and and hopefully your location when you share. Reva, your turn. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Toronto. What's striking me so much this morning is the line that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. When I came into this program, I thought the problem was the food and everything else was perfectly fine. Um, And thank God I just stuck around um, because if I would have realized that spiritual problems had to solve spiritual solution was going to solve my problem. I don't know if I would have stayed. Um, So I've learned that food was not the problem. Food was my way of um, dealing with the problem. It was the solution. And my problem was what this chapter is talking about was the ism was, yes, the allergy of the body, but more so this um, mental twist, the way I have these old ideas, misconceptions, and I see the world with with ism glasses um and and by putting down the food and working the steps my whole perception changes um and uh you know there's somebody who um i speak to often who reminds me every problem yes i have to again keep the food down do the work so i remove all obstacles to this higher power but everything is like go to god you know i'm still grieving the passing of my mother. What do I do? Where do I seek comfort? Yes, through the fellowship, but fellowship is sort of a a pathway again, back to the source, which is my higher power, go to God, Um, not sure what to do in this situation. Ask, ask, how many times does the big book say ask? Um, It's so opposite, because my mind thinks I have to fix all the problems. I have to analyze, figure out, problem solve. And I don't, I just have to ask. And God makes it really simple and clear. The other thing that really strikes me is a way of living. I didn't come here for a way of living. I came here to solve what I thought was the problem. Um, and you know, when people say, I'm working, or how's your program? This, this is not like a program for me. This is a way of life. It's everything. It's the way I speak, act, um, think, everything I do. Um, and it is wonderful and useful even even with the icky stuff Um, you know even with sad difficult challenging things um if i keep my channel clear i'm able to see god i'm able to see blessings um i could never do that before It, it really is like it says in one of the stories like a whole new pair of glasses like wow i never saw this before um so with that i pass thank you reva p and next, Priscilla, it's your turn. Okay, thank you. Priscilla H. Uh, in New Jersey, grateful to be physically recovered, uh, recovering in so many other ways every day, but never cured from this disease. And we've been talking about Fred for a good long while now. Um, we're about to wrap up with Fred, but right in the very beginning, I wrote in my book, Fred is me. I am Fred. And not in a lot of ways, not about his wonderfully successful life and all of that stuff, but about the fact that he was so 
um, mindless. He just was mindless. And and even um, in this reading, he says, I would not go back to it even if I could. Well, he could. And if I'm not mistaken, he did. Our Our local in-house historian who knows so much about the early history of AA and the ongoing history shared, and correct me if I'm wrong, somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but it was shared <clears throat> in the beginning that this guy's name was not really Fred, and we know we were told what his real name was, and that he wrote his story to go in the back of the book, but he relapsed, and so they removed his story from the back of the book. It could happen. It could happen to me. God willing, it won't happen to me today, and and it's always today. I'm so grateful that um, to have discovered or to be discovering through this close study of the big book what the real secret of recovery is. It's not about how many meetings I go to, although I go to more than I ever have before. It's not about how much good stuff I read or how often I pick up the phone to call people or or to receive calls. It's about my relationship with the higher power of my not understanding, and that I I need to renew all day long, every day, so that I don't have to go back to it and so I don't forget that I could. I could go back uh, to the mindless eating at any time. Only God can protect me from that. So thanks for letting me share, and with that I'll pass. Thank you, Priscilla H. And Nancy P., you're up. Hi, good morning. Uh, Nancy P., recovered in West Newton, Massachusetts. So um, quite as important was the discovery. So quite as important as concession and surrender and the decision to complete the process without knowing the end result. I call that flinging myself out of the plane over a field of metal spikes with no parachute. And that was always my main problem. I always thought I knew where the path was going. I always thought I knew what other people were going to say or what other people were doing. So I never listened and I always did what I thought was best, not what others had shown me was the easier, softer way. I wanted a different, easier, softer way. You know, a, a softer way that usually involves sitting on the couch, eating munchkins and watching TV. So the spiritual principles are the actual easier, softer way. I don't even think it was a discovery either, more like someone dumped the info right in my lap in a big mess. And the principles are what they call a design for living rather than a list of stuff I have to do every day. And I once actually tried to make an actual list of things I had to do every day so that I could stay abstinent, except I got two things wrong. First was that a list was going to do the trick, and second was that abstinence was the goal. And neither is true, not for me anyways. And the spiritual principles are, what the, what the spiritual principles are is this design for living that it first mentions on page 28. It's a design for living that really works. And the output from using this design for living that really works is that it solves all my problems, big and small. My demands don't necessarily get met, but sometimes they do. And if not, they get mitigated or diminished down to a point where they don't matter anymore. You know, I ate, <clears throat> excuse me, until I was sick when I had my family catastrophe, when my daughter was hacking herself up. But I've also eaten that way, the same way. I couldn't eat fast enough because I forgot to pick up milk or dropped it in stitch when I was knitting. 
and I have a life. I had a life and I have a life similar to what Fred describes. I have a family. I live in a nice house in a nice town. I don't want for anything. Fred seems to have always appreciated the riches that his life gave him, but is grateful for this new footing that he has. And I was way more obnoxious and difficult to get along with. So my life was like ashes to me in spite of all that it offered me. And Fred had a crushing blow. And when I read that, I thought, I'm pro-crushing blow. I'm in favor of crushing blow. That's what I needed to get just to get my attention. And this design for living I have is not a design for writing lists or counting days of abstinence. I don't count. I live. And I can bear witness to those I would help. I can offer support to other people. I can live this amazing life I have to its fullest extent, taking advantage of everything. It's full of wonderfulness and amazingness and fantasticness. I'm free of that slavery to my feelings, feelings that weren't even real, just reactions to my discomfort with my lot in life. And today I'm free. And um, how do we get there? Everybody say it with me. Surrender, surrender, surrender. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Nancy P. Linda D., your turn. Linda, we can't hear you. Hi, everybody. It's Linda. Hey. Um, can you hear me okay? Sure, yes. Uh, okay, I screwed up. Um, I like the word discovery. Um, that's an everyday thing. And... Um, <clears throat> This higher power that I didn't know even existed or even care. Um, well, it's the most amazing, wondrous experience. I, I, it's it's breathtaking. It's it's just amazing, and I can lose it in a heartbeat if I forget what is in charge of the universe or who, if that's your way of saying it. This force that I experience is an energy, and it's entirely loving and entirely able to provide everything I need. And it's a matter, and it's a big deal. It's a matter of trusting. Now, you would think with experience, I mean, I'm old, I've been here a long time, and I've been in the program a long time, you would think that I have enough experience, uh-uh, because I don't know what's going to happen today. And whatever it is, I'm going to be able to meet it as long as I listen, pause, and listen, because this power is inside me. It animates, it activates, it animates my very being. Or I can think this is an intellectual trip. It is not. This is in. In my experience, <clears throat> it's entirely intuitive. It's all about love, and am I willing to turn to that? Well, that sounds pretty good. Good deal. Yep, it is a good deal. And I'm going to have to apply. I'm going to have to learn to apply unconditional love to everyone, including myself. And in my experience, I better put me, well, loving God, putting me next and then you, otherwise I have nothing to give you. I'm just um, bullshitting. So I am so grateful. I woke up happy today. I'm not used to being successful, and it feels great. I, I have a love, a, a tide of love in my life that's unbelievable, and it's God-given, and I need all of you. Thank you. I pass. 
Thank you so much, Linda D. And next we have Shia. Good morning. Um, this is Sheer F. from New York. Um, not 100% sure what I'm going to say, but I just felt like I needed to share this morning. Like Fred, um, I did get a lot more than I bargained for when I came into OA. I was able to let go of my sugar addiction, and but I also gained a life of freedom from many other things that I didn't even realize I could be free of. Um, and lately things had been going really, really well. And I just got a little wake-up call with my program. And I'm also, you know, sort of coming down off a, a little bit of a pink cloud. And when Fred says, you know, I wouldn't trade my best day back then or for my worst day now. Um, I need to, I want to feel that way. And I think I do feel that way. But this morning I'm just feeling a little bit unsettled. And so I know this works because there have been so many days where I just feel truly connected to my higher power and to all of you, um, which has been a, just an amazing gift. And I have to know that you know, some days just I don't feel at the top of the world, but that's why I have a higher power and why I have a fellowship and steps to work um, to say, okay, what's bothering me and why and what should I do about it and what can God do about it? And none of those things include eating. <laughs> so anyway, um, I hope something I said made some sense. And I'm grateful to be here this morning and grateful for all of you. Have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Shia. We're grateful you shared. And next we have Judith S.P. Good morning, Penny. This is Judith S.P. from Maryland. Um, most grateful to God and uh, for all of you being here. Uh, what struck me are several things. One is, uh, it says, quite as important was the discovery. It doesn't say, which would have been in Judith's book, if I wrote this, which of course I never could, was quite as important was my discovery, right? It's the discovery, because God brought me to these rooms so I could discover with God's support, no matter what I was doing, no matter how much I was carrying on, that the 12 steps, God, and service would bring me to the place that I am today. And I am so grateful. I have brought in, been brought into a way of life. I have been brought. Okay, I can be possessive of that. Living infinitely more satisfying. What used to satisfy me was the food for a half a second, Oh, I would go to this, to go to that. I'd be with people. I'd be at celebrations. I'd be at things that were beautiful. And all I wanted to do was get satisfied by the food. Gimme, gimme, gimme. And uh, no longer am I suffering in that state of insanity. I hope, I hope, I don't know, there's no guarantees that I'm more useful than the life I lived before. 
I used to help people. I used to put out a hand, but it was always um, with the caveat that I'm going to get something back, right? Uh, I'll help you. I'll come over and help you whatever, but I'm going to expect that you're going to reach out to me and help me afterwards. And this conditional way of living, this um, black and white in the sense of I do for you, but then you're going to give back to me. Thank you, God, that I have been released. And what I know now is that my spiritual fitness every day, every moment of every day is based on my relationship with God. And briefly, because I know my time is running out, this morning I got up very, very connected to God, and then I tripped over my own feet spiritually. And what I did at 5.15, 5.30 in the morning, thank you, God, for giving me an opportunity to have someone there for me. I did two tenth steps, and my day hardly began. But it is with those principles that I'm able to unclog at any moment to get back into God's grace and do God's work. What better way to live? And with that, I will pass. Thank you for letting me share. Thank you, Judith S.P. And um, we're ready for some more names of people who would like to share. Who would like to get on the list? Vasa O. Vasa, good morning. M. Oh, who was right after Vasa, please? Loretta A. Karen K. Jennifer C. Okay, hold on, hold on. I'm writing as fast as I can. <laughs> All right, here's who I have so far. Vasa, Loretta, Karen, Jennifer. Edini M. Edini. Okay, let's go with those unless someone else wants to jump in. Okay, here's who I have. Vasa, Loretta, Karen, Jennifer, and Irini. Go ahead, Vasa. Vasa, oh, we can't hear you yet. Sorry, I was muted. Good morning, everyone. Uh, thank you, Penny, for your service, and I'm Vasa, grateful, recovered, compulsive over Ida, and calling from Port Charlotte, Florida. And, uh, yes, Fred, Fred's story, we've, I mean, I've heard it many times over and over, and, yes, I can identify with Fred. Fred is me, and I am in, with Fred, you know. But I remember my, when my sponsor gave me the big book, I said, don't give me this. I'm not an alcoholic. She said, well, just cross alcohol and put food on that uh, on it. And that's what I did. I, I wanted to know so bad how those 100 men and women recovered from alcoholism. And I wanted, I was desperate and I needed, and I, I was desperate. I had the gift of desperation. But I thought at that time I only needed, I was desperate with the food addiction, with my life and my will, um, I said, you know, I'm doing really good in this area. You know, I have a husband. I have three beautiful children. I have a house and, uh, you know, pretty well set, 
with life pretty much, you know. But when it came to the food, was it was such a big thing in my life. By the time I came to OA, I could not even diet any longer. I gave into the food addiction because with everything I heard, everything I had done, I could not do it. I could not. I could do it for a while, but I could never stop. And I came to the point I could not even. I could not even put one day at a time. So what I just. I just tell me when it's my time, please. So what I was told, I needed to find a power greater than myself to help me with the food addiction. And I said that, which I didn't even know was food or I, I had an eating disorder. I had no clue about any of that. I thought I just loved to eat food, and I thought I was supposed to put it down by myself, by my own willpower. I did. It didn't work all those years. So I was ready. Yes, I was ready, you know, I to get on my knees, you know, to humble myself and get on my knees and ask God and pray for, you know, for the food to be, uh, to be, to, to be freed. And of course, I read the doctor's opinion. I didn't know anything about the allergy, about the mental obsession. It's by the grace of God, my higher power. I have never gone back to it. I know people go back to it. They go, they go into relapse. I don't want to go back again. I don't want to start all over again. It's not about the food. God gave me the steps, you know. And, yeah, I did the first three steps. I can't, he can, and I will. With the food and graduate everything. And now I, it's, I'm always doing step 10, 11, and 12. And it is, this is a gift that God gave me, gave us. I just needed to follow the direction. So thank you for letting me share, and I pass. Thank you, Vasa, right on time. Um, and before I call on Loretta, let me just remind people who may um, have not heard that we are on page 40, 42 in the big book, uh, going over onto page 43, and the paragraph that we're reading starts with, quite as important was the discovery. So Loretta H., will you share, please? Good morning, Penny, and good morning, everyone on this line, along with my precious God who is saving my life today, Loretta H., recovered in North Carolina. Discovery, that's what's so wonderful about this, that I get to discover every day who I am. It says in the big book when he uh, found God, he found himself on 158. And somebody talked about being unsettled today. And I just shared this on my morning meditation, that this time of the year always brings unsettling to me. It's not about the food. It's about the perfection and the beautiful life and everybody's supposed to be happy, joyous, and free. And I get sad. And I think, oh, my God, there's something wrong with me. And as um, Henry Brick did in this thing, he actually had everything, which I do. And then I want to lose it with some of my coveting, which is coveting uh, perfection, which is coveting material things, which is coveting anorexia, you know, all the, all the things. And with God's grace and mercy, I have a plan today to, out of my connection with God and these steps, I can practice these principles in all my affairs. 
And that's the first step is being honest about it. And then I go into all of them, and there's humility in there, there's service, there's prayer and meditation, but I have all these tools, not even tools, I have these spiritual uh, axioms that I can actually work on today because I am not totally righted, but I have the opportunity because I don't want to go into either the anorexia or the compulsive overeating or the shopping or whatever to use this program to have my day not be happy, joyous, and free and sparkles, but happy, joyous, and free and neutrality, humility, and helping others. And that's what I am so grateful for because it's my connection and not the perfection that I want today. And Henry Brick actually ended up suing Alcoholics Anonymous for the money he lent them. And then he ended up drinking. And I don't want to sue God for not giving me everything I think I deserve. And so that's my discovery for today. And with that, I pass. Okay, thank you, Loretta. That was Loretta H. And now we're going to Syracuse. New York, Karen Kay. Good morning, and thank you for your service and all that was shared today. My name is Karen Kay, recovered compulsive eater from Syracuse, New York, and my credits do not transfer. You know, I used to think, which is really kind of scary to begin with, but my first experiences in program and, you know, coming to OA is, you know, I just turn my food problem over, right? If I just could just turn my food problem over, then all would be well. Well, I'm learning more and more because I always want to be a student of the big book. I want to be a student of life. I never want to get to a place where I think I've arrived. So I would say the past three months, I've learned to give everything to my God, everything. When I do that, and it's God's grace when it happens, my God equips me to deal with ever whatever I need to deal with, whether it be, you know, my husband or whether it be, um, my job or whether it be whatever it happens to be and you know it's grace it's grace and it says it right there on 43 but I would not exchange its best moments for the worst that I have now I would not go back to it even if I could I really believe this moment right now my God will not let me compulsively overeat or eat something that's not good for me. I'm safe and protected because I need to utilize and I want to utilize the program, not just for myself, but getting out of myself and helping others. In any way I can, it doesn't always mean to be right in the program. Um, love, and, love and service, love and service. Um, and with that, I'll pass. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Uh, that was Karen Kay, and, and now we're going to Jennifer C. Good morning, Jennifer. Hi, good morning. This is Jennifer C. Good morning, Penny. Thank you so much for your service. Um, you know, reading this this morning, I can't help but think, like, thank God. Thank God that self-knowledge won't fix me. Couldn't won't, never will, right? Thank God that an attractive personality isn't enough, right? People liking me, what people think of me. Thank God that it's not enough. 
thank God that putting the food down and following a food plan wasn't enough for me. Thank God. Thank God that humiliation wasn't enough. Fred was humiliated. He thought that would be enough. This is humiliating. It's not enough. Thank God. You know, thank God that, that, it, that it wasn't enough. And my, my mind can't protect me. Thank God that my, mind, my own mind can't protect me in a really critical area of my life, which is how I eat food. My own mind, my own uh, self-preservation instinct won't protect me when it comes to how I eat. Thank God that I can't trust myself. Thank God that I can't do this. Thank God. Um, Because it doesn't matter what else I have or don't have going for me. Food has humbled me in a way that was necessary for me, like Fred, to fully and truly accept spiritual help, right? Like, Like that needs to happen in us, that broken place where we tap out. That's what needed to happen. That's what still needs to happen. So spiritual principles solve my problems today, right? Like the spiritual help that I receive as a result of coming to the end of myself. The author of those principles, those spiritual principles that work, the author has to be my best friend. And the more I accept his help, the more I realize that it's actually being done for me today, right? Like it's all grace. Thank you, Karen. It's all grace. Um, And it's based on these principles and it's based on the author of these principles and the power that's at work. And this book reminds me that it's a power that raises the dead to life. That's a pretty powerful God. So, you know, the, the last paragraph, once again, is one of my favorite in the book. And, you know, sometimes I have to personalize this stuff. Like my defense must come from a higher power, right? Like my defense, my defense for what? My defense against self-will, my fears, my doubt, my insanity. That's what I need defense from. And my defense must be God today. That's the highest power, right? Like my defense must come from the highest power and that must be God. So thank you all uh, for being here with me this morning. Aren't we so lucky aren't we all so lucky to have each other and with that i pass thank you jennifer c and udini good morning did you say irini would you spell it for me i never <laughs> said it right it's e i r i n i just like oh, no I, okay, Irini. Yeah. No, thank you. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much, Penny. Thank you so much for your service. Good morning, my spiritual brothers and sisters. My name is Irini M from New York, and I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Thank you, God. Always giving credit where credit is due. Wow, there's a spiritual solution for every problem. <laughs> What a gift to have access to to life of peace and happiness through this program by being a compulsive overeater. You know, some people are naturally peaceful, but I wasn't until God did for me what I could not do for myself. Spiritual principles would solve all of my problems, and this is so true. I and everyone who is recovered is a miracle. We are our own testimony as a result of these 
steps. The food was just dealt in step one. That was the beginning. But to solve all my problems, God is the source here. You know, I made a connection, and his power guides me. And then I get to share it with others. What would have, who would have thought that would, coming into these rooms to control my eating would lead me in a sacred space and with blessings to be in God's presence? You know, these principles help me grow into God and away from self on a daily basis in all my affairs. It's a way of life that I've learned through these beautiful steps. It has taught me how to live, but only if I practice these principles on a daily basis. And then all the external influences are weakened and pushed away from me. And, and this is amazing. This is, this is my meaning of my life is to be a better Irini today than I was yesterday. This is where my happiness lies by practicing a life, you know, the way God intended me to live and to reflect his love and service onto others and make a difference for not only myself but for others as well. To learn to live with humility and faith. How beautiful is that? And who wouldn't want that? Thank you, and I pass. Thank you so much, Adini. And next, I'm going to take some more names, and let's see. We have time for at least three more people who would like to get added to this list. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Hey, Pamela. Kathy M. Who am? Kathy M. Kathy, okay. And one more, and we'll see where we're at. Lynn W. Lynn? Was it Lynn Sue W? Sue Ann. Sue Ann. Oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. So we're going to go with that. So, Pamela, your turn. Pamela, are you unmuted? We can't hear you. Hello? There yeah, you, you hear me. Okay, I saw Pamela P. Pamela P. from Pennsylvania. Yeah, so when I got from it, um, yeah, having this disease is just not easy. But because God gave her a program, I fear we must work every day to the best of our ability to, you know, to keep the recovery that God give her at a gift. And so that's what I'm doing. Um, I wasn't feeling well today a little bit, and I'm just pushing through. I said, I got to listen to the meeting. I got to hear the amazing people saying, you know, what they do day by day. I got to pray. And I'm pushing because my life depends on this. When I'm not, when I end the disease, I am in danger. I am in danger of losing my life. So I'm just praying to God that I'll pick up. Um, I thank God for visiting for you and for my other OA regular program. I am losing the weight, but that is important to me. I can't lie. But the main thing important is sanity that every day they're put. And the food source is vivid. It comes. I mean, I could be in not thinking about food is just one thought, one trigger could get me over the edge. 
So I'm just praying for higher power to, you know, uh, that stay with me the whole day throughout what's going on with me, that don't go to the food for no reason. It's just a false hope. And I'm just praying. But I'm feeling good now. And um, you just having all your, and you speak my language and hear me your saying stuff that I'm going through. I don't feel isolated with this disease. And that's the key. I cannot do it alone. So I'm going to pass so other people could say, God bless your all. Thank you. Thank you, Pamela P. Kathy M., your turn. Uh, Kathy M., Massachusetts. Good morning. Penny. Oh, hi. Hi, Penny. Thank you for your service and everyone else in the line making the meeting possible today. Um, the line, um, my uh, worst moments today are, I'm paraphrasing, my worst moments today are, are better than my uh, best moments uh, before. And, um, you know, uh, Friday will be the two-year anniversary of my mother passing, and that was one of the worst moments in my life. And even though it was one of the worst moments in my life um, because of the work that I had done through this program and with wonderful people in this program that helped me go go through the steps, um, I felt... I felt calm and at ease. I was sad, but I knew that my that my mom was in the care of my higher power. I knew that I was in the care of my higher power, and and uh, um, you know, a, a terrible, terrible time. But but um, I knew that I was safe and loved, and and that's all because of this program. And and um, you know, my father had passed away uh, many years before that, and and the difference between those two passings was just astronomical and and um i can only account um for that because of the the changes that i've made in myself but because of because i have a higher power in my life today and that's all through this program so um thank you for letting me share Pam. thank you that was kathy m and uh sue and w i'm calling on you good morning this is sue and w from philadelphia Thank you, thank you for your service, and thank everyone for your service for just being here. Um, I can relate to this paragraph. I have the whole thing highlighted from when I think I first went through the big book. Um, and this thing about this idea of spiritual principles to solve all my problems is so foreign to me, but it's real to me now. I have six nights of absence overnight, and I'm counting every night as a blessing from God. Um, I don't share much, and I get tongue-tied. But I just wanted to share, and thank you for everyone for listening. Well, thank you, Sue Ann. Glad you shared. So we have time for um, one more person who would like to take that, and possibly maybe even two. I'll Vanessa? Who is this? Vanessa? Vanessa? Yes. Okay, Vanessa, and, and you'll give me your last initial when you share. And uh, does one more person want to get in here? All right, go ahead, Barb Vanessa. W. Who is that, W? Barb. I'm sorry, I didn't get your first Barbara. name. Barbara. Barbara, Bob W. Okay. All right, go ahead, Vanessa. Hi, um, I'm Vanessa V, a compulsive overeater in New Jersey, and I've been listening to the line for 
uh, about three years now, and I this is my first time sharing. Um, and I just wanted to um, deflate my ego a little bit because I get nervous. And um, I think that's part of what I'm learning in program is like my brain goes into a lot of self and like we talk about self-centered and the self-pity and um, just noticing like the victimhood in my life. And um, this paragraph just, you know, really speaks to the spiritual nature of the program and I've been working on that relationship um, with my higher power and just trying to bring in higher power into my life. And it was neat because over the weekend I had like some troubles and I was like, I'm going to actually feel my feelings and ask God to help me and also talk to others in the program. So I'm just, yeah, I'm just grateful that there is a program and um, yeah, thanks for letting me share. I appreciate it. I'll pass. Thank you, Vanessa V, and congratulations on your courage to share for the first time. Um, next, we have Bob W. Good morning, and thank you, for everybody, for being on the line. What a wonderful meeting. Barb W., gratefully recovered, western suburbs of Illinois, Chicago. Uh, I've since been brought into a way of living. I, <laughs> being brought, being brought, that just is stunning to me. It wasn't me doing it wasn't it wasn't it was done to me it was but it not without me and it, it got it got to my understanding being for me so um earth shattering was that in a good way because it shattered my old earth my old way of being and my former life was not a bad one it was just really unmanageable and i could not be at the helm of that I, I was I, I I failed utterly, and what I realized too is that not only I'd been brought into a a way of living infinitely more satisfying, but that I had been brought to the doors of OA without me even knowing it. I wasn't I didn't wasn't bargaining for a spiritual. I wasn't even I just denied my weight. Um, it was stunning. I was brought to the doors, and if you're on the meeting now, you were brought here. You've been brought here. Thanks for being here, everyone. I'll pass. Thank you, Bob W. And you closing us out for this hour. Uh, so I want to thank everyone who shared and everyone who joined us, just uh, listening and studying with us. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing. The share ID for today, Wednesday, November 16th, 2022 in the 7 a.m. meeting is 19,644-19644. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer, and I've asked Janice P.M. to read that for us. Well, thank you so much, Penny C. Um, Janice P.M. from Massachusetts. Recovered Compulsive Overeater, our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it 
that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.